guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. Today is a very, very special day, man. I got a very long listening for you guys. Now, first and foremost, this is the first time that I'm actually doing a very extensive listening. I've done a couple of them before, but they were very short. But this one is about American fraternities and sororities. I think this is a very, very good topic because, again... This lady has a British accent, and she's asking two American university students about, of course, um, you know, sororities and fraternities. But to also bring an awareness to what the, the, the ugly behind these. Now, again, I get it. You know, some of my friends, well, I wouldn't call them friends, acquaintances that I've known for a long time, they were in fraternities. They were in sororities. There are going to be a lot of Americans that probably listen to this podcast and say, Hey, I was in a fraternity and we didn't do that. We uh, This and that. It's not about that. It's about hearing the ugly side of what these American uh, fraternities and sororities are. And of course, if there's something that's applicable to your culture, your universities out there in your respective country. So guys, man, there is a nice little speaking task, of course, one through... 10 on my blog, so make sure you actually look up that speaking task. Again, you're going to have to answer the questions 1 through 10 in true, false, or not given. True, obviously, it is correct. False, incorrect, and not given, meaning it is not mentioned in the audio. Now, of course, if you want those answers, you're going to have to comment on my blog for those answers or just reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to give you those answers, but I first want to see... If you could get these uh, correct, all right, and if you actually do the exercise. So, basically, first and foremost, I want to do some speaking because, of course, I labeled this some speaking. So, ask yourself with some friends, have you ever been a member of a society club or team? For those of you who are older and are listening to this, again, this is a good topic of conversation for for other cultures and other things out there because you'll be able to reminisce on some good times and of course, expose some truths or expose some hidden, uh, let's say some hidden stories that are still lying deep within your subconscious mind. But you know what, man? I was part of a team. Now, of course, a club, I was in marching band. I was in band for from 7th grade to about 10th grade. When my brother graduated, I knew that the marching band and everything would have, you know, that they were just going to go down the drain. And so they did. So I told myself that I didn't want to do band anymore. And I went into my junior year, you know, be, you know, being very, very serious about my track and field. And I ended up making it to the, Su- the Sunrise Regional Championship. So I focused more on track and field. So I did that from sophomore year to the beginning of college, of course. Now, in high school, it was very, very fun running with teammates that actually push you onto success. Right, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, running was a hobby, but when you got to college, it was more of a job. Not only that, but I ran with the team. Now, of course, no offense to all my African Americans out there, but I received so much hate from these individuals. Um, I ran for the sprinting squad out there, of course, at Central Arizona College, and I remember everyone wanted to see everyone fail. Everyone spoke in such vulgar language. People hated one another. It was like people were vying for the number one position, and they were they were taught by the coaches to hate one another. I remember I was running with people from Southside Phoenix, and those were some of the most reckless individuals I've ever met in my life. 
uh, a very, very, uh, a very, let's just, oh my God. It, it was a very tough upbringing for those individuals. So of course they bring, they come to college and they bring that hood with them. However, I had the special privilege, uh, privilege to run with Donald. Donald ended up running for Israel's 4x400 relay team in the Olympics. I think this was the London Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Joel went on to run at ASU, uh, and he was from Grenada. Uh, you have Marcus. Marcus was from Trinidad. He was a monster in the 100. I've also met um, Andon. Andon was from the Bahamas. I met Joseph, the long-distance runners. Joseph was from Kenya. David was from, I think, Sudan. Um, and I didn't, I, you know what's really unfortunate? These runners were absolutely amazing. However, I didn't see them in the Summer Olympics or anything like that, except for Donald. So it's amazing, because Donald, he ended up giving me my nickname back then in the day. It was called Buck Nasty. My name is Buck, and he would call me Nasty for whatever reason. And so it's so great to actually reminisce back on those good times and really look back and say, you know what? Yeah, man, you know, track and field, although when I got to college, it wasn't what I expected it to be. I thought it would be more of a team, but the only teammates that I actually saw were the ones from Australia and, you know, a couple of others on the throwing team, which were actually very nice. However, the other ones and the sprinters and whatnot, it was very, very tough. The only person that I considered to be remotely a friend was a guy by the name of Jamar. And Jamar was a very nice guy. He was built and everything. He was a four uh, four by 400 runner. And he ended up going to Louisiana State University, LSU, to run. So a lot of these people went on to some of the biggest universities. And yes, they went on to the Olympics. Um, but at the same time, it was an overall experience. So that's the team that I was a part of, okay? Of course, high school, college, Dealing with the, you know, the array of cultures that I was in, you know, in the vicinity of and whatnot. And that's basically my story. So this is something that you could talk to with a friend. If this is something that you would like to do in the future, you know, I always envision myself running. And when I actually run down the streets of Bangkok, flying, envisioning that I'm running for the Puerto Rico national team. You know, I've always thought about, hey, I could sneak on as a long jumper. You know what I mean? Because, of course... I could jump pretty far, and it's really unfortunate. I really believe I should have done that back in high school and especially in college, but it's all good. No regrets. So, guys, with that being said, I'm going to play this audio. You guys are going to listen to it. No stopping, and then I'm going to discuss what was discussed and give my opinions and whatnot. Then, of course, you guys could share your opinions. So, guys, with that being said, let's play this audio. A sense of community, professional opportunity. These are just some of the reasons why undergraduate students in the U.S. join fraternities and sororities. More than 9 million college students belong to these groups today. Here to talk to me about their experiences are Sophie Payne and Daniel Lowe, both currently studying at universities in the U.S. Daniel, tell us what exactly is a fraternity and why do people join them? Well, basically, a fraternity is a social group, a group of either men or women who form a society. They're called frats, from the Latin frater, which means brother or soror for sister. And the idea is that you have a special commitment to the people in your fraternity. You pledge to help them, support them, academically as well as socially. 
We organize events like sports competitions, parties and so on, and we do fundraising too for all sorts of charities. I know that fraternities are mostly in the States, though there are some in the UK as well. How did it all start? The first group started in 1776, I think. It was called Phi Beta Kappa because education in those days was based on the classics, and so they used the letters of the Greek alphabet in the name. And that's still the case today, in fact. All fraternities have Greek letters as their names. That's why we hear about Greek letter organizations or Greek life. That's right. Fraternities used to be literary societies. They'd meet to talk about literature and politics. They would have secret rituals, but basically they wanted to change society and make the world a better place. Sophie, why did you join a sorority? Well, I go to a very large university, and when I first started, I felt a bit lost. I wanted a small, close-knit group of friends. I mean, there are a lot of clubs, but when you join a sorority, you commit to your sisters in a different way. I know it sounds corny, but it's a very special bond. Even if you're not close to everybody, you know they'll always go out of their way to help you. Part of that comes from sharing a house, because we also live together. Really? Doesn't that ever get too much? Sometimes. I mean, being in a sorority is a big commitment. We have a lot of obligations. Uh, we have to volunteer a certain number of hours each year. We have to get good grades. And we're always having meetings, so it can get a bit stressful at times. And how exactly do you become a member of a sorority? Well, it starts at the beginning of the academic year. A thing called rushing which means that the sororities and fraternities put on different events, usually parties, and you visit different houses. And if you like them and they like you, then you can be invited to join. But you often have to go through some kind of initiation ceremony first. So this is where hazing comes in, right? These humiliating or often dangerous tasks that new candidates have to perform before they can become full members. Uh, yes, that's right. I mean, these things are forbidden, but most frats do make new members complete some sort of challenge. Like what? Well, like going without sleep or showers or drinking too much, and I mean, even just drinking water. There was an instance when someone actually died from drinking too much water. So some hazing can be very serious. There have been deaths. So why do people do it? Because it's a way of showing your loyalty to the group, and members argue that they had to suffer the same tasks, so they think that new candidates should too. I mean, in the past, frats were always doing terrible things. It's definitely against university policy, but the problem is that new frats are sworn to secrecy, so they can't actually tell anyone about what happens. So it still tends to go on. And is it worth it to become a member, do you think? Well, I admit that being in a fraternity is not for everyone, but there are lots of social benefits, and you learn a lot of useful skills, too. Frats are often involved in student government. You know, a lot of presidents, the Roosevelts, Kennedy, George Bush, they were all in fraternities. And you can make a lot of contacts, too, that can help you in the future, especially in business. Sophie? Uh, for me, I think that rushing is a valuable experience. You learn how to make a good impression, get over your shyness, and present yourself to people you've never met before. But I think it's the bond you have with your sorority sisters that's important. That's something that stays with you your whole life. 
So, guys, there it is. First and foremost, if you guys want to answer those questions, make sure you go on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com, all right? And so you can answer those questions. Once you've answered them and you want to know the answers, you got to make sure you message me. So, guys, this is a very interesting uh, topic. This is a very controversial topic. This is a, this is a topic where my opinion is, of course, against the sororities. If you look at sororities and fraternities out there, um, man, when I used to go to those basketball games, you would see all the cheerleaders, or they would call them cheer girls. And you know what? I remember some of my friends would, you know, just try saying hello, and, and they would say, I'm sorry, I have too many friends. I can't speak to you. Like, the egoism of fraternities, you know what I mean? And, of course, that tailgating party. So, of course, before big American football games, you would see a lot of these tailgate, uh, you know, these sororities and fraternities doing... Underage drinking, of course, the gov- you know, the, the police, they don't card them or, or anything whatsoever. And they get really crazy. They drink. They say bad things. They do just some of the most childish, ridiculous things. Guys, I've been there, okay? I've seen it all. Now, luckily, I was never a part of it because I've always been against it. But you know what? One thing that really bothered me was there was a historically black college, okay? They call it a HBC. Historically Black College, I forgot the name of it, but it was probably Texas, uh, oh my god, Prairie A&M, I can't remember, but the marching band, they're very, very, um, they're very famous for their marching schemes, of course, out there on the field, football field, halftime show is what they call it. However, a bandmate, an African-American one, obviously, because all the bandmates are African-American, one had died, why? He suffered abuse. Now... A lot of people would say, okay, that's not really a fraternity, but the fraternities do the same thing as you've just heard. This is called hazing. So there was a specific bus. I forgot the name, but let's just say it was bus number nine. These new bandmates, just like a fraternity, would have to walk onto the bus and walk backwards as all the bandmates would punch him as hard as possible in his back and just about everywhere until he got to his seat at the very back of the bus. This ultimately led to kidney failure. This led to some of them urinating blood. Hate to be so graphic. But, um, yeah, one of them had died. Just as someone had died drinking too much water. Um, there were other videos that had surfaced of people dumping bodily orphanages on groups of people. Now, hazing often is out there in American high school football. I've seen it. I remember there was a guy by the name of Jesse Torres. He was one of the most vehement individuals I've ever met in my life, of course, at that time, during my high school years. And they would do a lot of sick things that really, I I looked at him and I'm like, you know what, normal human beings don't do that. And so, are fraternities bad, are sororities bad? Well, it's not the question. You have to start asking the right questions. Is it something that could be beneficial for you? And your life. A lot of people would say, oh, well, I was lost when I joined university. This is exactly what they want you to do. They want you, yes, the staff, the president, they want you to join these types of systems so you can pump more money and uh, oftentimes more idiocy into the system. And so a lot of people, a lot of non-native English speakers, if this is something that you're interested in, these parties and drinking and girls and having these things – Guys, it comes at a very, very high cost. You're going to have to pay unbelievable amounts of dividends. I'm talking about in terms of people skills. You're going to develop an ego that 
is that you won't be accepted. You know, you might go back to your family and your parents might say, oh my God, what happened to you? And these are things that you have to consider before joining some of these clubs. Now, again, throughout my, throughout my years, would I have ever joined something like that? Absolutely not. This is why, of course, I'm against fraternities and sororities because they do everything just about illegal. But, of course, police and nobody does anything to stop it. The universities know, of course, as you heard in there, they know what's happening, but they do nothing. And this is what bothers me the most. So, guys, that's my opinion. Okay, you have the questions, of course, on the blog. If you guys want to share your thoughts and stuff in terms of sororities, please do. But again, opinions are opinions. You respect the opinion. You do not have to agree with the opinion. Okay, people say you can agree to disagree, but it doesn't change the relationship you have with that person. So this is what human interaction is. Now, I never have to worry about that again. I'm 30 years old. I'm way outside that American stuff. I'm way outside that, uh, what is it? Of course, the the craziness that happens out there in England universities, whereas I actually have a coach in my close circle who had joined a sorority, and there was one day he woke up and he said, you know what, I can't do this anymore, what am I doing? He said he was a compulsive drinker, became an alcoholic, and these are things that are very, very terrifying. Yes, there could be potentially good sororities and fraternities, but... I guess you could say, not always. So, guys, with that being said, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening, guys. That was the first time. I'm going to see how you guys respond to this. If you guys liked it, I'll probably do another one in a couple weeks or in a few weeks' time. But this is something very new for you guys. So, stay tuned, man. We got grammar coming up in the next episode. And then we got some new stuff approaching in the coming days. So, guys, stay tuned. And as always, man, I'm your host, Arsenio. Over and out.